0: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 82 of the Alien Verse Predator Galaxy podcast. This is regular host Corporal Hicks and joining me are usual partners in crime, Rich Top. Hey everyone. And Xenomorphim.
1: That's me.
0: And we are back to talk about Alien Isolation, the digital series. So it is the watch component of the read play watch campaign that uh, Fox has been to in since the new year focused around Amanda Ripley so we had Reed which is Alien Resistance which is a sequel to Isolation and a sequel to Aliens Defiance it features both uh, Amanda and Zula Hendrix as the main characters Uh, as of recording we've only had two issues of that out with issue two coming out this week actually
2: but the sequel's already been announced Rescue
0: Mm -hmm. Which doesn't sound like it focuses on Amanda or Zula though It sounds like it focuses on another character that's going to be introduced in this one In Resistance, sorry So we'll find out more about that
1: later And when does the Alien Isolation novelisation come out? Because that was rumored
2: was to be supposed, part of this as well, wasn't it? Supposed to come out in January, but it got delayed. I think.
1: Yeah,
0: until uh, it's June or July, uh, one of those two. I don't think it's necessarily a part of this, the read, play, watch stuff. Because I think it was actually announced before any of that. Huh. Okay. I, think, I, think, I think we got that late last year, which I'm really looking forward to that one. Actually, I'm quite keen to see what um, what comes of that. We have had Blackout, which was the play, which I think we're all quite big fans of. I certainly love yeah. it to. I love it to bits.
1: Yeah, when you give it a chance, as opposed to. There was that backlash because of how it was announced. But I think those of us who gave it a chance, I know we all agreed last time that we quite enjoyed it. We found it a pleasant surprise.
2: Yeah, it was short, but very sweet. Not too much replayability, unfortunately, like that. But again, just a really well-crafted experience. And you could definitely tell they were fans of the Alien franchise. And yeah, it it was great for what it was.
0: And so after what seems like a delay, we got the digital series this week. Uh, I personally feel like it was pushed back due to the response that Blackout's announcement had. I feel like they didn't want another repeat of... Mixed expectations coming into
2: this. Because it came out the day after they announced it, right?
0: Yes. Yes, they dropped the trailer, and then they just dropped
1: the entire series. That surprised me, that they did the whole thing in one.
0: I feel like they did that again as a way to not let expectations get out of hand. I feel like this was pulled forward because of that leak that came out from The Observer, was it?
2: Yeah, there were a bunch of rumors swirling around and, and different sites that are reporting on it.
0: Which potentially also had you know had the potential to set unrealistic expectations for this as well because they were saying that axis were going to be doing all the new stuff in this which was very mm. much not the case and if it had
2: i thought i had read that too didn't the cutscenes for isolation
0: no axis did the balls what's it called um Im- improvise they did the improvised cinematic trailer for isolation oh. and they did oh, okay. the contact That's... cinematic trailer for colonial marines
2: Yeah, give me a movie from them. Yeah,
0: exactly. So if. (laughs) I, I feel that if this had been Axis doing, you know, all that stuff, then perhaps we might not be as apathetic as we are to this series
1: obviously yeah someone much posted budget. yeah someone posted a cut of a lot of their work not just colonial marines and the isolation stuff they did but a lot of stuff they did it's like one big supercut video and you watch it and you go wow if they were given the budget to do an actual short film with alien or predator or avp that would be watched to the absolute hilt by pretty mm. much everyone
0: they did the footage for a lot of the spartan ops cutscenes from halo 4 as well that's not quite the same level as you know i'm forgetting blur blur studios who've done a lot of halo stuff as well that is phenomenal but yeah i i, I personally would mm. love to see uh access do a complete maybe, maybe maybe a short a short film you know 20 minutes half an hour whatever like an
1: animatrix
0: Yeah, yeah, because their CG stuff was only about half hour, wasn't no, wasn't it? Yeah, so just something smaller, but from one of those studios. And
2: again, there's feature-length movies with with high-quality, semi-realistic CG like that too. Like again, I've I've brought this up before, like the Resident Evil. Game movie trilogy. That's that's the computer animated one, and like Space Pirate Captain Harlock and uh, Appleseed Alpha. Like you're seeing that those kind of CG animated films a lot more. Like highly produced, semi realistic CG animated films. And I, I think you could even do like a feature length movie in the Alien uh, or E.V.P. franchises, and it would be really cool.
0: It would be cool. Yeah, well, yeah, so it's You prefer quality over
2: quantity. Yeah, so I think the clear thing with this
0: thing is it was done on a shoestring budget compared to, you know, that kind of stuff. And it shows. Yeah, it does. If this had been a fan production, I think we'd be singing a different tune. But because it's from Fox, you know, we've got this impression that it's going to have to have been something big, something, you know, impressive. Which does not seem to be the case. It looks cheap and I'm sure it probably was cheap in the grand scheme of things you know what they spent on it probably wasn't cheap to me and you. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah in, in terms of you know the theatrical stuff, I'm sure this this was a drop in a very very large pond. I would love to see a full-length you know uh, feature film in CG. I've said that since um, Final Fantasy The Spirit Within came out. But at the end of the day, I'm yeah. pretty sure that film cost a fortune. And I'm sure, you know, the, the photorealistic stuff does still cost a fortune
2: now. That was one of the first movies to do it, though. And you see, again, like movies like Appleseed Alpha, they were straight to DVD. So you don't have to have like theatrical release budgets for these all the time.
1: Well, wasn't there a Star Troopers one that recently exactly, I never watched Exactly. Yeah. It, but yes, I, and I heard it's good. good
2: things about there's, the visual there's, quality. there's two of them. I like the first one better uh, Invasion wasn't it Aaron? yes
0: um the first one was invasion the second and one then was the trader mars. of mars yeah you know i'm just i'm just gonna have a quick look at their budgets because they were both directed DVD.
2: trader of mars got a theatrical release in the states but it was uh, like a short one day thing. only thing it wasn't like a that you know, wasn't a wide release there's also one on netflix i've been meaning to watch called gants or gantz or whatever yeah, I've, i don't I've know i've
0: seen that one that was weird
2: good weird or like cuz anime can be good weird a lot of uh, it's,
0: it was just it was just weird i i wouldn't revisit it to be honest okay so no budget for invasion
2: so amanda ripley did not have an in game motion-captured model because that was the player character she didn't have a head what did Kesha do
0: because she did motion capture as well as originally yeah. doing the audio. they were the cg
2: they were the cg cutscenes.
1: Uh, i believe the, okay right
2: yeah but they the, could
1: have used that data that's sort of similar because in this they do have an amanda ripley sort of moving around i know the lip sync stuff is all that great but they do have a sort of Walking around and stuff.
2: So, I don't know like, all the details behind the game's production. All I know is that since the player character was Amanda, it's just like Resident Evil 7. Like the head was not rendered in because that's exactly where the camera is for the player. Like you can do a camera mod and zoom out and the character just won't have a head because that's where the camera is. Yeah, I don't know. On
1: and, this one, you do see Amanda's shadow when you're playing though, don't you? Some yeah.
2: Places, yeah, yeah. And yeah, the shadow's rendered in. But the character just doesn't have a head, which is weird. And you can notice that in this series, like her head and and when it's in the game engine, because because there's really three different things we have here in this series, right? There's, there's the epilogue, which is, you know, spoilers if anyone hasn't finished the game, but it's entirely after uh, Ripley gets knocked out of the Torrens because there's an alien infestation on that ship as well. And she's just floating in space and she's just kind of talking to keep herself calm and she eventually kind of reminisces about her whole experience on Sebastopol to anyone who's listening. And that is actually the best part of, of this, the series and that's that's
0: entirely new. That that's completely brand new render of everything. You know, the environment, the models, everything that is completely brand new. And that is where they clearly spent most of the money. I, I personally feel where they spent most of the money on this project. And I think it shows I feel like if they hadn't have bothered doing the rest of it and just done an extended epilogue that was polished to hell with everything that they got to spend on it it would have been a much better effort
2: oh for sure that's what they should have done this should have been alien isolation the epilogue
0: mm. yeah agreed
2: but anyway the other bits are when she reminisces it goes into these flashback sequences that are in engine and you can tell they had some sort of cinematic camera tool because I've, I've been doing like screenshotting and alien isolation
0: i was wondering if they were using that free floating camera mod
2: i don't know if it was that one specifically i think uh, i think we saw on twitter someone had said they had developed something specifically for this series but yeah um, they would have
1: needed to for some of the shots they did to be fair
0: the the stuff using those tools and um, when it was focused on stompy were beautiful because let's face it, stompy's beautiful in the game, you know the model's model's wonderful, and that is probably the best second best of the footage from this after the after the new stuff for the epilogue
2: yeah but the pro- the problem was this focused primarily just on Amanda. And so her character model in the in-engine scenes uh, when showing her because because we're not in first person anymore. These are third person cut scenes where we can see her interacting with other characters. You can tell it wasn't motion captured because she's kind of just moving awkwardly mm. uh, as if she was just ma- animated on a computer and her arms are just kind of jutting out. And when there are close ups on her face, the the animations are very um, I don't know how to put it, but um They're the, not the lip syncing yeah. just doesn't work. Uh um, yeah. they don't
0: match up at the, all. The the facial expressions, the lip sync, it's just it's it's not up to the calibre of, of the, the cutscenes. That they, you know, make up no. a, a good bulk of, of the of the show. There's a very obvious disconnect between the different sources of the footage and it shows in the quality of the different sources.
1: I think they were I mean, from my perspective as a CGI artist, I don't do animation, but I, I do talk with people who do animation. From my perspective, I think they were planning to polish that up and they just didn't get the chance to because there are a lot of moments where you, the camera deliberately does like a close-up of character especially remander's face or something and it's very obvious the way that the, the it, you, it looks like someone's just got an orange and they're just going wow 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 while there's <laughs> a character who's deliberately pronouncing t's and z's and s's and things like that and you should see the lips move it's relatively simple to do you just got a get the timing right and you don't see any of that but because they're doing deliberate you can tell they sort of storyboarded out they were doing shots where it's close up the mouth is very prominent while characters are talking if they knew there was a 50 50 chance of not getting that lip syncing right i think they would have chosen different shots like they would have they would have just Looked at another character not talking, or things like that, or done an over the shoulder thing, not done it right face to face sort of thing with a camera. So, I think they probably planned to polish that up, but for whatever reason, there they didn't get the chance to, or the method that they were planning to do it didn't work at something like that. Because I can't, there are certain shots I was just thinking to myself as I watch it. Why are you doing a close-up like that when you could just have the camera facing elsewhere? It doesn't need to be like that. It's only going to be like that if you're confident you're going to get that lip-syncing work. But they don't, so I think they were planning to do that, but just it didn't work out for
2: whatever reason. I think it was just due to a limitation of working within the game engine itself as well. I mean, her lip syncing looks great in the fully rendered new scenes where she's floating in space, so there wasn't a problem there at all. But the fact that they had to render in a head and, and body movements for this character when that was all in first person before I think created some, some challenges that would have taken a, a bigger production budget to solve. I really think they shouldn't have just done that in the engine for those sequences because it, it really just kind of played out like machinima, like someone was using gary's mod and source filmmaker to Hmm. to kind of put this together
0: that seems to have been the intent with this is that it was sort of a machinima style thing had they conveyed that intent more openly beforehand would our opinions have changed going into it
2: well no because it doesn't match up with the quality within its own presentation with amanda floating in space that's fair they should have done two different things. They could have done a retrospective of Alien Isolation that was pure machinima, and then they could have done the epilogue, because there's a difference in quality between those. Mm, and that's so. part
0: of the big disconnect in this as well. So we've got the brand new rendering of the space stuff. We've got the cutscenes from the game.
2: And then the dream sequences, right? Or that's that's just part of the, the floating in space. Yeah, the, that's the
0: floating in space. New stuff, cutscenes, footage from the game that they've inserted the cg model into
2: that's right and it doesn't match up with the quality of that as well there's so.
0: also there's also fourth there's in-game moments like when the characters are talking which aren't as polished as the others because they're not supposed to be extreme close-up to on so the yeah. lip sync's even a bit poor there
2: and that was one of our few very minor complaints even during isolation but the fact is like your interactions with characters were were not a big percentage of your time spent in that game and you weren't like right up close to their face so it didn't really bother too much but when it's like a, mm. a tight close up, on, close up on their face and interacting with another character it, it just, their lip movements they doesn't don't hold up either
0: yeah. um, I had a quick look by the way, I couldn't find the budget for Starship Trooper stuff but the spirit within, like you said, that was a very early one of these style of things, and it cost a fortune. Yeah. It was 137 million. But then when we get to the newer stuff, it's a lot smaller, but still a lot more than what I think was probably spent on this. So Resident Evil Vendetta was uh, 1.6 mil. This in dollars, really?
2: Yep. that low? Yeah. Jeez, that is, yeah. Like you should watch that movie seriously. Like it seems like it's mm. produced for more than that.
0: Um, Gantz Zero was 2.2 million. And then we get to Captain Harlock, and that was a fair bit more. That was about 25 to 30 million, which it looked like that was a bit of a box office bomb. That only took about 20 mil back in the uh, in the box office, so that one didn't do quite so well. But yeah, you can do these for relatively cheap on the scale of theatrical things. Because yeah, 1.6 million is not a lot of... M- oh no, oh my god, that's a lie. According to according to Wikipedia, sorry, one point six million was how much it took in the box office. Get this: according to Wikipedia, it cost a hundred grand to make.
2: Vendetta did. Vendetta did. Man, that's insane! I can't believe it.
1: See, with this though, I I think, I think somebody had the bright idea by saying, and they were probably in talks. How? What format should we do this? And someone came up with a perfectly reasonable idea of a cost-savings exercise, and they think, well, Creative Assembly, you've got the rights to use that stuff. It's all pre-made assets. You don't have to use budget on creating models, creating this, that, and the other. We've already got it, and it looked beautiful in Alien Isolation. But I think... The problem comes when was they wouldn't have needed to spend any budget on that because they already had it. But I think the problem comes with a project like this when you're essentially, to a large degree, it's emulating what's already there. You're going over old ground. When you take that strategy, ideally you need to present something in a different way. And in this, they're essentially using the same assets using the same lighting blah 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 i have a number of people on the forums and the more i think about this i'm coming to agree with them they shouldn't have gone this route they should have done something like a 2d motion comic so they could have i mean if you look at like the just the concept art of alien isolation it's really impressive to look at if they'd have done something like that where it was a completely new art style but a motion comic, It's it's again, it's something you can keep to relatively low budget, but I think that would have been a way for people to have looked at this, and even the people who were already familiar with Amanda Ripley's adventures, they would have gone, yeah, I'd like to see that in a different art style or a, just a different way of doing it. Whereas the way they've done it, there's nothing wrong with it, but because it's essentially retreading ground that the people who are already familiar with it, but you see it in the forums. They'll say, ah, well, they've added some bits here and there, but I'm, I'm not too interested in seeing it. I think if they had gone for presenting it in a completely different format certainly a different visual style something people had not seen before i think it would have got a lot more interest and you wouldn't have had this issue with things like lip-syncing those who have played the total assembly again the total war games when they've done the warhammer fantasy in the um the first one there was more they did like cinematics in the second one they chose to in the campaigns for the different factions they chose to present the stories in terms of motion comics and it actually worked really well they got a a lot of um, goodwill for them from the community because it allowed them to do these really fantastic landscapes and that but it's it's all for relatively low budget and you only need to do a certain number of elements and then you're just basically animating the elements so i think the attack they chose for this they got the creative assembly assets it was it's a good idea as a cost savings measure but I think it would have been looked upon more as more as its own thing if they'd have just gone for a different thing, as I say, motion comic or something else. But I think it needed that because otherwise they're they're running into problems like this, like lip sync and that. Where even if they'd solved that, you st- I still notice a lot on the forums of people going, eh, "It's interesting, but I've already seen our adventures."
0: Yeah, I think from my perspective. Um, and I'm sure Rutop will probably agree with me here of having played the game and completed it. If I wanted to relive the story i'd I'd rather play the game. I'd rather go back and yeah. redo the game I mean that might be different. For you, yeah. as somebody who hasn't finished the game, mm-hmm. but I, I, I love the idea of having the epilogue as this completely new rendered CG sequence, and then the flashback in a totally different aesthetic, you know, through the motion uh, comics or, or another form of animation or whatever, because you could highlight the nightmarish nature of what she just experienced through different, yeah, you know, art styles or whatever, and that i probably would have i think that would have made for a more entertaining view because yes you would have this disconnect between the art styles but there would be reason for it rather than the four different sources within the actual series where you're like eh, that bit don't look as good as that bit that bit don't look as good as that bit. you know you know that kind of thing so mm. uh that's that's a that's a fair point mate i, I agree with you there ridgetop would you agree with me that you would rather play the game than watch
2: this definitely I couldn't say that enough another problem is the game is at least on an average first playthrough about 14 hours long to complete that was actually a point of criticism which I I thought was unfair I thought it was a, was yeah, a good length I didn't and I wish games end. would be that long <laughs> these days more often so the fact that this is what like an hour in total it's minutes yeah it cut out a lot the, the pacing was just very erratic and off uh and and that's I guess expected given the fact that you're condensing 14 hours into 70 minutes. And I know a lot of that is just gameplay and running around and backtracking. So you can cut a lot of that out, but you, you just needed more time. And there were, there were parts where they changed story elements that just did not make sense. For example, they cut out the entire hive sequence below the actor, as well as they tried to recut the part where she goes on to the, um, uh, what's Marlowe ship again? the um, uh
0: anisodora.
2: anisodora that's right so there's a part in the game where amanda takes a, a hospital shuttle and leaves the station and docks with that ship but in this uh, series they cut it so that it's just a different part of the station
0: i thought it looked like the ship had been docked i thought that was the way they framed that the ship was already docked with
2: sebastopol I didn't get that bit. It looked like I, I don't remember seeing the Anisador well, at all. It, well, then it blows up, right?
0: I, I'm I pretty, I'm pretty sure it was the ship docked on the station. But even then, you know, you mentioned the, you mentioned the hospital shuttle. They cut out San Cristobal hospital sequence, and they're cutting out these, I guess, what would be landmark moments from the game. You know, surviving San Cristobal, surviving the Hive. Those are moments in the game that make isolation at least for me i know eric's going to disagree but they they make the game for me that experience was what isolation was for me and losing those losing those in this lost important experiences in the game and even even more is you can't fully replicate the game's feeling the game's tension the game's Difficulty with what they were trying to do with the digital series.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I I totally agree. the The digital series just doesn't do the game justice. It's really as simple as that. The only part that really does is the epilogue sequence, which was cool to see. I wish that would have gone a bit further. I wish we could have seen her be picked up and kind of that first interaction between whatever crew recovered her. That would have been a, an interesting just piece of information.
0: Mm, well, we know we know it was the crew from the um, Marlowe not Marlow. Um, I forgot the name of the station from Blackout. Mendel. Mendel Station. Um, we know that was the crew from Mendel oh, yeah. Station.
2: I the timing of that with the Blackout insinuated that it was a bit further after the events of Sebastopol. But who knows? Maybe I'm wrong.
0: I'm pretty sure the dialogue in Blackout was um, the crew of the Mendel had got her out of... The sticky situation at the end of Sevastopol. Mm. But yeah, I, I do agree. You know, there should have been more to that end sequence. That, I think episode seven, and I think for the most, I'll get gi- I'll give them episode one because for the most part that wasn't so rough. There was only uh, like two scenes in that that looked a bit rough. But you know, including the start of including the start of that episode where she's in space and it's setting up the framing of the you know the the storytelling stuff. That and episode seven are pretty much the redeeming qualities of the series for me. And I especially love the nightmare sequence from Episode 7 as well. It reminded me a lot of sort of the Stargate stuff from 2001, A Space Odyssey. I don't know if anybody else got that feeling as well. Those are the redeeming qualities of this, um, factors of this series for me.
2: Oh, sorry. You're talking about the part where she's like floating down this gigerish hallway kind of? Yeah. Yeah. That was that was interesting. It was a cool sequence. I, I kind of liked the nightmare sequences just because they were... You know, you hear about people having nightmares about their experience with the alien, like even with the second film, and just to kind of peer into those nightmares in, in this kind of format was was pretty cool. It was a bit silly when you had the two big Android heads coming up though one looking at her.
1: Yeah, that was a little surreal that. I mean that at that point I thought, yeah, this has definitely gotta be a dream.
0: See, I didn't mind that. I didn't mind it being a bit wild
1: no i didn't mind it but it's just like it did have that surreal quality to it when you saw those big working joe heads (laughs) arise
0: Xenomorphin, um, as somebody who hasn't finished the game and only knows certain elements of, of the narrative, yeah. how did you feel about you know the way the digital series presented the story? Did it make sense to you? Did it feel like there were chunks missing from it, like people who had played the game would easily pick up on? Did, did it work as a way for you to experience the, the story of Isolation without playing it?
1: Well, yeah, I think this is something people need to keep in mind. It's not aimed at people who are familiar with amanda's adventures it is aimed at getting people who either haven't played the game and they can't be bothered to trudge through hours upon hours of youtube footage a lot of it which often has commentary on it it's to try and get new people involved and familiar with the character so that they can get them involved in blackout or the comic series you know it, it's it's just a way to bring people into the marketplace for me yeah um i i definitely picked up on like a, there's a part between axel the guy with the scottish accent he dies and then it immediately goes to that famous part where the the tail comes over the table i thought to myself no wait there's a big chunk there missing the rest of it i think there were two maybe three points where i thought myself hmm, no that, that doesn't quite gel i think something's been cut here but it didn't as someone who's not familiar with it i've, I've seen like the main beats of the story through youtube but it was ages ago as you know someone who's not familiar with the overall arc of the story it did its job and although it has problems like the lip syncing and all the rest of it, yeah, you're not going to be able to create the same kind of tension. But as a way to just string some on a fishing line and saying, this is what Amanda went through, I think it did its job. I think it will be just because of the pre-existing assets and especially the lasting. Although there are points where it obviously goes into first-person perspective and then jumps back out to third-person I think it it will be relatively impressive still even though the game is what 20 when
2: did it come out what year? 2014 October, yes 20, so 2014 fifth
1: anniversary this year yeah it's coming up for like half a decade for a half a decade old game it's still really impressive to look at and I think people who are not familiar with playing it I think they'll they'll look at it and they'll go oh I wasn't expecting it to look that good for just a little web series um for what are called webisodes uh, this is actually quite good for getting the uninitiated into it but yeah there are problems with it but i think when you take off your i am an alien fan i have played alien isolation hat and you just put on your i'm a casual audience hat i think it it does what it says on the tin it 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 does its job. It's serviceable, and there are. I I will say I particularly enjoyed the new narration, which helps to bridge the different scenes. Yeah, Andrew Deck is just wonderful. Yeah, I think And there was there was there was two or three other characters I think who did some narration in it, but I think those really helped it. And that that was really well done. I believe the other sort of narration was just existing
0: dialogue from the game moved on to different clips and stuff like oh, that. Oh,
1: okay. The only new yeah, stuff
0: true, was yeah. was Amanda, uh, was Andrew Deck stuff. And you know what? If anybody listening out there knows um, Andrew Deck, please get her to get in touch or, or hook us up <laughs> with her. I, I've tried her on Instagram. I've tried emailing her agent. Uh, I would love to speak to her for, for the podcast or for the website or whatever. I really would. So, you know. Yeah.
1: I, th- I think her new her lines. Out. She did. She did uh, a stellar for this as well um i will say from what i remember sigourney weaver did the line it's ripley's message didn't yes again. that's that's okay yeah she didn't sound like
2: sigourney weaver no it didn't part. did it it
1: was way too <laughs> distorted i i don't i know it's meant to be a like of a this is amanda feeling a little traumatized things a little bit oh i'm in a dreams but i think they should have when you get someone of the caliber of sigourney weaver doing the lines leave that shit alone man it's it's,
2: okay so well here's here's the deal okay so you bringing up sigourney Weaver voicing ripley actually reminds me of my recent visit to the alien 40th anniversary exhibit at university of southern california in which i interviewed alex ago and apologies uh, if the pronunciation on last name is incorrect there but uh he was saying that one of the difficult things to lock down for that was pictures featuring Sigourney Weaver because she had to sign off on on all of those so i was just wondering if she maybe just didn't sign off on her voice being yeah, used maybe in this context because that was a really weird scene in which you just have this very kind of like basic sci-fi computer voice come in and and do the re the reading of of ripley's message when it was this really sounded, emotional scene it, in the game. it was
1: andrea i'm yeah. sure it was andrea with yeah it sounded it. like amanda ripley it didn't sound like uh, and there were a couple of inflects because i was deliberately listening to because i thought this this shouldn't be so and there were two or three little intonations. I thought, Oh, maybe that's Sigourney, but it, it's for the life of me it sounded like Amanda Ripley not Ellen Ripley. It like, probably yeah, it
2: could have been it could have just been Andrea Deck reading her lines and they for some reason uh-huh. changed it to the robot voice to make it sound like the computer reading it to her but yeah either maybe they just didn't want to pay royalties to Sigourney Weaver or <laughs> she wasn't going to sign off on this or, or what but that really impacted the quality even further because that was such a core part of Alien Yeah, like it was her I, hearing I thought, her mother's voice.
1: It's, it's the emotional payoff yeah because i was thought if, if anything that was the one thing in this digital series because they're trying to present it in a cinematic fashion i thought to myself right i know that's coming up if you're going to sort of angle anything towards what that is that medium is suitable for it's going to be that point where amanda hears her mother and then it came along and i just thought it's a really strange choice of how they presented it but it it was something that if anything this would have added poignancy as opposed to you know there are certain things it it won't convey but this could have added something to that but and it it just it just went (laughs) topsy-turvy and
0: even if there was reasons that sigoni couldn't that audio couldn't be used, you know, they'd have to pay her, she'd have to sign off, whatever. There's there was always um Laurel Lefko that they could have gone to because her Ripley in Out of the Shadows. Out of the Shadows, yeah, you're right. I didn't even River think of that. It's it's uncanny. It really is. Her Ripley is just sounds just like Sigorni. But then that's more payment that they'd have to do. Yeah. So
2: <laughs> also I, I just double checked that scene actually. Um and you don't see the Anisidora anywhere, or when it explodes, it looks like just part of the station explodes. Which yeah, it did to me. That it it would make no sense if it was docked with the station because they even mention it earlier in the series. They mention it that they're trying to get it to dock with the station.
1: Yeah, uh, but and she and she says, "Oh, it's gonna you're gonna turn it into a nuke," and I thought, "Oh, that's interesting." You just see a part of the space station explode, and I think and I was like, "That's that's nowhere near a nuclear weapon yield size thing." It's just
2: well, I think, uh, I think John McClain let
1: off a stick of dynamite. I
2: explode. think in the game you stop it from the the massive explosion it was going to have, but the ship still overloads. Oh, it. It gets, okay, it's it destroyed. But see, um, that
1: wasn't conveyed.
2: Yeah, it it wasn't docked in the station uh, during the game, so. And it they would have, have damaged the station heavily if it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah.
0: And no, I wasn't saying that it wasn't the game. I thought it was set up in the dialogue as to be docked for this show. Um, but if that's not the case, that's not the case. Um, oh, and just for just for context, um, who Ridgetop mentioned earlier, Alex Ago was the director of programming and special projects at um Wayland. The- <laughs> <laughs> University of Southern California that put the exhibit on, he was, I guess, the curator of, of this exhibit. So yeah, just for context. So there there was a few interesting moments with the new footage that they did in this show that I thought was, you know, uh, huh, okay, that's kind of cool. You know, there was a framing of the alien approaching... Amanda that looked like um, some of the framing that Axis had used in the improvised trailer, you know, with her head just sort of like behind, um, you know, a piece of machinery and the alien approaching her. Yeah. There was another moment later on when Amanda got under the vents, uh, under the flooring in the Special Projects lab. I can't remember the name of the 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 lab now. Um, Jupiter Lab? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when she's about to you know uh, blow the alien out into space there was a moment where there was a shot from under the vents looking up at the alien that was kind of like an aliens moment where new under the vents looking up at the queen gemini, was, Lab. gemini, gemini labs Gemini Labs. i was thinking jupiter because we've just been me and the missus have just been watching lost in space thank you <laughs> so yeah there were there was a couple of moments like that where i was like yeah that, that's kind of nice um because at the end of the day it hasn't been it hasn't been telegraphed enough um, but this was intended to be, you know, a by the fans for the fans kind of thing. Because a big thing with these particular studios they went to was because they were, you know, like with Blackout, they were huge fans of of the property. And yes, the finished result does not look as good. But it's kind of little moments like that where it feels like it feels like the other the other Alien properties, without being friggin' on the nose reused dialogue kind of bollocks that. I hate that, you know, make me go, yeah, OK, I, I, these guys do do know what they're doing. Uh, you know, they, they are fans um, that I like. I like picking up on moments like that where it's, it's not shoving it in my face. Was there anything that you guys that we haven't already talked about that you guys did like about the show? Any small moments, any specific elements of it that you were like, yeah, OK, I like that.
2: Well, kind of like you were just saying, just Andrea Deck's voiceover work is, is always yeah. really great as Amanda Ripley. Um liked that because when the game ends, you just kind of see her floating in space for a moment and it ends. And you have to imagine there would be some, you know, other things she would go through between that time and, and we get to see that. So also seeing the aliens and stasis was kind of cool. Yes, that so was when very they were cool. floating on the um, they were in like a hibernation because they were in the vacuum of space, I guess, floating on, on the wreckage of Sebastopol, And Amanda although, just kind of had to. Sorry, go ahead.
0: Uh, although I do wish they hadn't have had the models with their mouths yeah open. that's what got yeah. me they should have had the closed mouths Yeah, and there was a few hissing sound effects that made it sound like they were still active i think i agree with you in that the, that sequence was fucking awesome and um, perhaps it might have been interesting to have actually you know we had this idea earlier of an extended pro uh epilogue maybe have like one of the aliens actually active and moving about after a during you know um the end sequence that might have given more meat to a uh, extended epilogue but yeah that was cool i love that the moment when she's flying past flying past them in stasis and you know that oh shit expression on her face even though she's realized that they're asleep Lack of a better word. She's still shitting her pants as she's going by, and I liked that. I thought that was really cool.
2: Yeah, it's it's just a shame that that the quality of that doesn't match up with with the machinima type segments, and that that's the real problem here is the kind of disconnect between the feel of those for me. Um, there's a couple of other scenes too, like where Amanda's escaping at the end. Like this is one of the most tense parts of the game with uh, the fire and stuff, and they just cut to the Torrens the and they use earlier footage of verlaine talking when she's initially like contacting the station and it just doesn't work because she doesn't look like it's an intense situation at all i don't know if you guys caught that or not but
0: i can't say i did
2: yeah it's it's just the bit where she's extending the maintenance platform onto the taurens and then they show verlaine talking to her and it's just reused footage from when they're initially trying to contact sebastopol fair enough hmm.
0: Uh, what about you then, Xenomorphin? Any particular elements other than what we've spoke about already that you know made you like, yeah, okay, I like this.
1: Um, yeah, as I said, the the narration really helped. I definitely got. Um, I'm guessing it was deliberate. It, I, I did pick up on a very gravity like vibe, um, as in the Sandra Bullock film um, when she, you know, she's trying to keep herself awake through talking uh, that's basically that stretches through the whole thing um i I appreciated that i i felt that lent sort of a narrative reason for her revisiting her adventures she's just she's just trying to think of the most obvious thing she can keep talking about and it is her adventures yeah i mean I, i know we keep pointing out like the negatives in it but they're as For something which is a short film, I'm guessing someone will at one point collect all seven episodes. Somebody already has on
0: the board, yeah. Yeah, I guess they would. Someone's also cut the cut all the epilogue stuff out and made like a 10 minute thing where it's just her floating in space
1: oh okay that could be interesting but i think fe- one thing we haven't mentioned is obviously that it is free yes so for so- for something of this quality which is free to view it is you know there is a reason for fox doing it as i say they want to get the uninitiated into amanda's adventure so they will buy the comic they will buy Blackout. They will buy the upcoming novelization. But I think it, for what it is, it works relatively well. And it was nice for me as someone who has only seen certain parts on YouTube to get more of an overview, like the Marshall Waits thing, stuff like that. I, I think it could have been done better in some. But as I say, for something which is free... And for what it is, I I think it's a relatively well thing. What about a numbered score? Then give me a numbered score. <sighs> I don't want to say six out of ten. I'll, I'll say seven out of ten. Oh, you okay? Okay, I'm not expecting that.
2: Just because he hasn't played through isolation.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the way that they they made a narrative out of a game. Okay. And I I, I think that that is a tricky thing when especially a lot of the actual game is just first-person hiding under tables and inside lockers and stuff. So I think that comes out of my knowledge of how difficult that kind of stuff can be. But yeah, it's it can be flawed. So this isn't like a thumbs up, yeah, 7 out of 10. This is me knowing... It, there were probably problems, especially with the the time they had to work with. I I think for the effort they would have had to put in, I think it it trips it up from a 6 out of 10 to a 7 out of 10. Yeah, especially with it being free. I've got to say, yeah, it's, it puts my score up. Okay, that's
0: fair. And I think for the first time ever, me and up are probably going to be a hell of a lot lower than you. <laughs> <laughs> History in the making here on the AVP Galaxy podcast. up go on them. Numbered score.
2: Okay. So, and look, I, we don't like doing this, right? We, we don't like throwing negativity out and, and criticizing things. Like, we're glad people are working on these these franchises still. Like, that's awesome. And we always try and look for things we, we enjoy in these. And there are some things that that this does really well. Um, if you're just giving me, if you're recutting this and you're just giving me alien isolation, the epilogue where we're only seeing the new scenes of Amanda in space and talking and reminiscing and having the crazy nightmares, I'm going to give it like an, an eight out of 10. But that's, that's um, just part of this entire experience. And the majority of this experience has machinima type scenes that um, unfortunately look like a fan could have done them. And they are cut with Highly produced cutscenes from the game itself, which just look a lot better. So, as a whole, I have to give it about probably a five for me. Okay. Man, I thought you were going to give it a negative score. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. It is it's nowhere near
0: a negative score. I mean, my first watch through, I was with Ridge Shop. I was on a five out of ten. Pretty much every reason he's just said. But I keep thinking about how much I like the, ep- um, you know, I like episode seven. I keep thinking about how much I like the new stuff with Stompy, you know, the free-flying character. Uh, free- Are going to make
2: maybe the lowest score again? Huh?
0: Free-flying. <laughs> you see, I'm still not sure. The free-flying camera stuff with Stompy. You know, there's some awesome moments with that that I really liked. But, yeah, that CG model inserted into, into the footage, that looks awful. It really does. I'm sorry to say that because... Yes, I hate expending energy on being negative. I wouldn't say we don't like criticising things because we are critical, but we are fair and it's constructive. You know, we're not, this is shit. Um, it's, we didn't like this for this reason, blah, 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 blah. So we are going to be negative at times. And this is actually probably the most, <sighs> yeah, the most negative, most apathetic i guess because i'm so indifferent to this as an overall package <laughs> i personally have felt for a while i mean the predator's slowly beating me down i no longer find that as enjoyable as i did and i think that was a six i think that's down at a three for the minute with me that's down there with avp requiem as far as i'm concerned really for the minute yep,
2: that's that- lowered that much for you yep damn i didn't know that
0: yeah yeah that's has been you down. watched
2: it again since it's home release
0: not home release i brought it I haven't been asked to watch it, but I caught, <laughs> it was hilarious actually, I caught an airplane edit of it, an aeroplane, sorry, I'll speak properly, um, an airplane edit of it when I was going to Japan, and um, yeah, that was hard work.
2: Oh dude, me too, I was <laughs> I was watching it on the flight to LA and I stopped watching it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I more this. negativity for you guys. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed this more than I enjoyed the Predator, I think, um, I would say, but for me, I'm sat between a 5 and a 6, I keep pulling it Mm. pulling it back up because I know I'm going to go and rewatch episode 7 quite a few times I know I am I really enjoyed that episode and I really enjoyed the shots the new shots of Stumpy and stuff like that so I'm going to say a 5.5 I'm going to say a 5.5 I'll hedge my bet <laughs> I think it's fair to say
1: it's a flawed experiment yeah i I love no the no, concept. I agree.
2: The concept is great. The execution has real problems, yeah um but but only part of the execution uh again, the parts where she's floating in space, the lip animations look great, it looks natural, those scenes are great. The problem is they're intercut with machinima type scenes that look fan made
0: mm-hmm. mm and if this was a fan made project, like I said earlier, I'm sure we'd all be like hell yeah, this is amazing, but you kind of expect something it's better. It's because something. it's an official yeah. Fox product. Yeah. You kind of expect better.
2: I think you're right too, Eric. The fact that it's free does give it a little bit of leeway. If this was like a paid series, yeah, this would be like exactly. a two or a three for me. But.
1: Yeah, I, I, my score would be a lot lower if it was a paid thing. But as, see, I'm looking at this as a piece of art a motion like um, an animated piece of art and so from that perspective and from knowing what goes into that uh, that's what pushes my score over but otherwise if i i might have been like six out of ten ish like hicks but I, i my score is nudged over by the fact that it is free and i know how difficult it is to do these products so for that they would have had to have put in i my score has to go over that line but yeah we have to look at it in that we don't look at it in terms of it's playing to the audience of people who've played isolation this is like a gateway thing this is to get uninitiated in it's free and it's not like they just you know it's not just like a five minute thing work was put into this and i appreciate the effort uh-huh. that was put yeah. into it. and it does have a nice atmosphere it's just that it's gonna suffer from those comparisons because they didn't choose a different way of presenting it it's gonna suffer from those comparisons of do you want to sit down and watch it or do you want to play the game or just watch youtube things where you can get to work exactly where you want and um, it's going to suffer in that way but for what it is, I have to say it's a six slash seven out of ten for me. So yeah.
0: That's fair. And I would also re-emphasize that I do want a larger scale animated alien slash verse slash predator escapades. You know, I I would love mm. an adaptation of labyrinth done in anime style or done in CG style or, or something completely new whatever an adaptation of AVP the original comic
2: or destroying angels
1: yeah oh God or destroying angels but let's, let's, <laughs> Fox let's,
2: would never do that the, though
1: let, let, the, let's, the let's first away a little
2: bit.
1: <laughs> the first AVP one is perfect for a CGI adaption mm.
2: I I honestly think the theme of, of rushi and all that like I would love to see that as just uh, an anime anime like yeah. straight up Japanese anime adaptation.
0: But just, just the new stuff was awesome. Give us some new stuff um, from this from scratch. Give us access enter, um, you know, access animation
1: or some other studio. Make it more original, basically. But the, the problem is, this is a retread and it's a retread in every possible way from the visual style app.
0: It's not an adaptation, is it? It's
1: no, I'm but as I said, I really like Decker's bridging narration. I think that really helps it in ways I, I didn't anticipate. So yeah. there are definitely parts about it, which work much better than I thought they would.
2: Also, I don't know if you guys noticed this. I'm going to do another nitpick here, but well, it's not really a nitpick. It's a problem. Were some camera movements that were pretty jarring and didn't quite connect with
1: yeah, Amanda's
2: sometimes. character, especially when they were zoomed in. Like if you look at some of the shots where it's zoomed in and she's moving, the movement is kind of off. Almost like mm. it was superimposed. And that, that kind of leads to another problem too. I think the series was way too overly reliant on uh, the first person perspective. Like almost like they knew that the third person stuff didn't look so good because the, there's just so much first person here. At some point I was just like, why am I not playing the game right now? It, with the exception of of the scenes where, again, the good scenes where it's the epilogue.
1: So you're, you're punishing it for giving you more. <laughs> Because you're, you're saying you're fine with the epilogue, but they've added all this stuff, and I hate the other stuff. No, I'm punishing it because so punishing I, it for
2: I, it I have to all. judge it as a complete thing. Again, I gave yeah, the score yeah, with understand. just the epilogue. One of one of the the segments is of good quality, and the other is is yeah, of fan quality. Which and and again, I, I say fan quality, but fans honestly do really fucking good work. So I'm like that's not what i mean i just mean like it looks like somebody got on gary's mod and edited this with with the minimum resources they had
0: so fox whoever the you know the the, the people who make the budgets give the people making these more more money. resources yeah um I'm, I'm glad they're still doing alien stuff i'm glad they're still keeping it alive especially in this period of uncertainty you know with the disney merger and because we're not gonna we're probably not gonna see a feature film for a while let's be honest mm. here um yeah. so i mean i always say you know it's not the golden age of the 90s but we are still doing well for ourselves we still have plenty of comics and um at least a book a year this year uh, we're getting two books and two behind the scenes kind of books and It's still alive and kicking, and I appreciate the effort that goes into this, and I appreciate the effort that must have gone into the digital series. It might not be up to scratch as far as I'm concerned, but I do appreciate that um, they are putting this out there, and it is free.
2: Agreed. I mean, I I know I rail on this a lot, and uh, I try not to be too negative, guys, really. but But
0: You can't be since you like AVPR.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Always going to pull that card out, right? I am. That is a Trump
0: card when it comes to you. Oh, Bridgetop, you don't like Alien Covenant? Uh, yeah, well, at least I don't like AVPR. <laughs> 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 All
2: right, I'll take that. But it, we only we only criticize because we want the franchises to be the, the best they can be. And we're long-time. Um, and we know how good they can be, both like like you were saying. Like the comics right now, the books right now by Titan, those are so on point. Those are like the best they've ever been. And I, I think... Yeah, you you do need budget support to have something be up to the other quality of of other projects. And if you can't do that, like you were saying, Eric, you you find a way around it. You do like uh, motion comic type things. That would have been more effective. I think this would have been
1: a because you wouldn't have had a lot of the issues they've encountered. They probably didn't even realize they would be as problematic as they would be. But I think probably if they had the chance to do it over again they would have gone a different route like that because i i think it would have you you would have got the audience of people who've played the game and they want you know a different perspective on the same thing and as i say the problem is is there's mostly the same perspective it's just sort of a third person way of doing it instead of first person but i do think a different visual style or maybe even from a different character's perspective something like that, that you know you need an unexplored way of doing it otherwise you are going to get people saying um, oh, i might as well just play the game like if there
0: was perhaps another survivor and he yeah. was relaying or her um she sorry it was relaying their experiences in savastopol to amanda to help keep yeah. her awake Something like that.
1: Well, how about if this had been a prequel to Alien Isolation? And they could have still used those same assets, but it would have been what happened before Amanda Ripley got there, presented as a narrative. Like the downfall of
2: Sevastopol or something. Right? Yeah, yeah,
1: something like that. They they could have used the same assets, used the same principle. No, it wouldn't have been as much reuse, though, would it? Yeah, the problem it from, from Fox's perspective, they couldn't have sold it as a this isn't an Amanda-centric thing. Yeah, true. But something like that, just a different spin on it, because otherwise you do get that. But again, it's not for people who are overly familiar with the game. It's for people who are not familiar with the game, for people who have only maybe seen a handful of clips on YouTube and they just want to know the story like I did. That's who this is aimed at. We, we really need to keep that perspective of this.
2: And another thing that I just remembered was that some people in the comments I noticed have brought up kind of the irony of IGN hosting this this series. Uh, I think a lot of Alien Isolation players from the beginning will remember Isolation, uh, isolation was given a pretty bad review by Five, ign 5.6 i think it was one of I the uh the worst reviews the game received because i mean the game did receive a lot of high reviews like pc gamer gave it game of the year yeah and i, I do remember people critiquing ign's review itself as some of the points seemed a bit unfair mm-hmm. so just ca- kind of the fact that <laughs> Fox approached them after that. and Well, I don't know if Fox approached them or they approached Fox or whatever, but uh, to host the series, it's a little ironic, I guess.
0: It's, it's like with um, the whole blackout situation because they got the main advertised at least by the alien social channels, IGN's hands-on was the one that was retweeted. So yeah, it, it is one of the first things you sort of think when you see IGN getting some preferential alien treatment. is like, hang on a minute... I mean, to be to, to be fair to them, IGN did publish a second uh, review. The person who did the hands-on for Blackout was the same woman who wrote that second positive review for IGN. So it's not like it was the same guy who trashed the game, giving you know Blackout glowing, um, you know, a glowing hands-on. It's not like he necessarily has any involvement with this hosting situation. I assume there must be some sort of. Realistic reason for this? I mean, Fox don't own IGN, do they? They're a completely separate company, I think. But yeah, there, there must be some sort of marketable factor in this. Is 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 the IGN's viewership higher for this kind of thing? Or did it make more sense for them to host it rather than Alien Universe to host it themselves? I don't know. I mean,
2: they still remain one of the the bigger gaming journalism out outlets, but yeah, it just is kind of a strange decision because I remember when that review first came out. How much people just railed on them for that? I didn't even know they did a second review. Yeah, I'm looking for that now. Having a hard time finding it.
0: Yeah, I, I looked into it when you know when it cropped up with the with the blackout thing because I was like, I'm, I'm sure they they ended up having to do not so much a retraction. As, as offer a second opinion and they did like i said it was the same woman that did the hands-on with blackout but i think ign's always gonna have that sort of negative um history with alien thanks to that shitty review and that's not that's not to say these things can't have bad reviews at all oh for sure
2: no there's a lot of games where negative criticism is totally herded.
0: you don't want to also be seem to um rewarding only those that do you know, positive reviews either.
2: Right, you you see a lot of, I guess, fans getting upset even with games these days that are widely negative reviewed, like Fallout seventy six, or even more recently Anthem. Uh, you see a lot of fan defenders calling reviews unfair, but I think they're with Alien Isolation specifically, and obviously people have different opinions, right? We're human beings. I like you said, Aaron. I like AVPR. Yeah, but uh...
1: and, and Eric isn't a massive fan of this game from what I remember of that view I personally can't say I actually disagree with it the game is hugely frustrating and it, it does have problems, I am also aware that I am in that niche for whatever reason where i get a lot of glitches and a hell of a lot of ai cheating and a lot of other people don't but i'm aware of
0: in a minority
1: there aren't you yeah yeah but i I recognize that but um yeah i i do remember that review and it's saying that it it does have repetitive things and because of that the 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 very atmosphere of fear the game is trying to create there is a danger of that wearing off because you have that, you know, familiarity breeds content. And I definitely got that. There are moments where I just, the game tried to make the alien scary, but because it was like the 10th time in a row, I died on that exact same point. I just went, Oh, fuck's sake. And I, I just wasn't scared with it, but the fear factor had completely gone from me because I had just got so frustrated at that point. And I'm sure I'm not (laughs) alone. And, but, you know, I, I don't think that's going to be an issue with the game as a whole. But yeah, there are, I think it's one of those beauties in the eye of the beholder things where that particular reviewer had negative experience with it, like like I have, and and the other reviewer had more positive. It doesn't mean to say the first one was wrong. It just means to say their views don't tally with the majority, the majority.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's what we use. I just pulled up a couple aggregates here on Steam. User reviews are very positive, and that's out of 17,000 reviews. We're looking at Metacritic, it has a critic score of 81. It has a user score of 8.4. And if we're looking at Open Critic, uh, it has a top critic average of 80. And seventy-three percent of critics recommend it. So it was mainly positive reviews. Yeah, there's no and IGN was, that. is almost the lowest one on the list of all of them. And I it's been a long time since I've read the review, but I remember just a lot of the criticisms being like, "That's kind of a positive in an alien game." It's almost like if if you remember even further back, Aaron... ABP twenty ten ABP twenty ten was, was that game IGN? Infor- is, no, no, it was, was Game Informer. Yeah, yeah. it was a don't Ben know the Reeves. Aliens I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that review, yep. Um a lot of fans railed on them for that too.
0: Some reviews do deserve criticism when they are criticizing key elements of a franchise. It shows a lack of I guess awareness for what they are reviewing. Yeah. But yeah, I, there, there there is an irony in it and and it will always be picked up yeah. any to any time IGN's given something alien related. Like I say, there must be some realistic reason for it that Fox went down that. But yeah, you're never going to escape that.
1: I would think it's specifically to do with the viewership of their YouTube channel because it's nothing to do with the site. It is just being released through their YouTube channel. So I suspect it's something to do with the
2: metrics.
1: It's hosted on their site as
0: well. But yes, it is on on IGN's YouTube and it is on their streaming on the site.
2: I would imagine it's probably a timed exclusive, like eventually you'll just be able to watch it on Alien Universe site, I would think.
0: I I would also think yes.
2: Without the watermark, hopefully.
0: (laughs) So before we do actually wrap up, um, I'd also just like to mention that Xenomorphin and I have both been to see the 4K re-release of Alien. And I will never get sick of seeing Alien on the big screen. Fortunately, I've had lots of opportunities to see it lately with the, you know, over the last few years with the Alien Day stuff and finding like a cult cinema that shows these kind of things. But this one was touted as being you know the new four k restoration that's going to be the most beautiful that alien had ever looked, and personally, I don't think it looked any any better than the ten eighty p restoration they did for uh, the blu ray for alien anthology
1: i mean did yeah do you, you feeling the same I absolutely agree with that i I was also interested to see if it would be the director's cut or yeah you know, it is exactly the same as the original theatrical cuts which is the better of the two let's be honest yeah i mean it's there are pros and cons I, it it depends what you're in the mood for the original does it has a slower pace i guess because ironically the director's cut there were things that were trimmed for that. So I think it's actually a shorter running time. Yes, really. it is. DC shorter than the TE.
2: And the director's yeah. cut was in name only. It wasn't actually a director's cut. No, yeah.
1: it, it was a marketing cut, really.
2: Pretty much,
1: yeah. But yeah, I was looking forward to seeing the visual clarity, but I can't say I noticed any improvement. The cinema, I saw it at, I know for a fact they do have 4K projectors so i was seeing it in that resolution it might have simply been because it's a larger screen and if i saw it on a 4k television it might be more obvious but it honestly looked the same visual quality as my old dvd oh i wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far i wouldn't go that far to me i i i felt my blu-ray alien looked slightly better i uh, i thought it was about on
0: par personally
1: there was one scene that I did think, oh, that. But I don't know if that's that because it's been polished up, or the old version looks like this. And it was the scene where. Um, Brett and Parker and Ripley they're looking for what they think is the chestburster and it's them at the end of the corridor and they shine a light down it and you see everything is completely in crystal clear focus reflectivity of the metal that looked a beautiful shot but again I don't know if because it's been ages since I've watched my old version um, it might have been that stunning quality (laughs) originally Um, the rest of it yeah, to, to me, it looked like bogstat Alien. I didn't perceive any obvious difference in clarity. But again, on a smaller screen like a 4K television, I might detect the difference. I can't say I noticed any difference on the big screen. But regardless of that, it was nice to see it in a cinema. My own one, virtually all the um, seats were sold out. Um, unfortunately, I didn't detect anyone who jumped or went ah or anything even at the face hugger leap which is you or the the jazz hands dallas abduction which is usually the part that gets people nobody clapped at the end it was just a lot of people going to see it but it, it's nice to just have that communal atmosphere with an alien film i i
0: had clapping which i always like um i also had a near enough sold out showing which is great but i i'm I understand I'm a bit of a pleb when it comes to those kind of technical reviews, so I'm, I'm actually quite looking forward to seeing what the, you know, the expert DVD, uh, not DVDs. Yeah, the comparisons. Yeah, yeah uh, the the expert Blu-ray reviewers um, have to say on it all, because um, I don't have a 4K telly at home either yet in the minute. I was nah. considering upgrading for this um, new, new Blu-ray release, but I think I'll wait to see what... What the reviews? Uh, what yeah. the reviews have to say? Yeah,
2: there still haven't been any announcement for screenings in the state. I think, unfortunately, I did see. Um, <clears throat> so I've seen Alien a couple times in theaters. I saw the original director's cut release in two thousand three, and then I saw it for the Alien Day event last year, which is really cool. I still have never seen Aliens in <gasps> theaters, which I would love to love to see that on the big screen.
0: They they did uh, at least over here. Um... Not this Alien Day, but, or not last Alien Day, but the one before it. They did the double bill of Alien and Aliens. Did you guys not, not get Not
1: in all cinema. There, I, I looked for it in mine. The The local one to me at that time did not show it. I was really disappointed by that because I wanted to say I've seen Aliens on the big screen for ah, once. Fair enough. But yeah, it, it, it wasn't all Chains which were doing it, which is unfortunate. I think it
0: was a view I saw it in. But I'd also prior to that, I'd, I'd managed, like I say, because I've found that cinema that does the court showings, I'd seen... Oh. I'd, I'd, I'd done a marathon of the whole series I say the right. whole series at the time it was Alien to Resurrection, yeah, um, Quadrigilogy. Yeah, that was with Deshande. If anybody remembers him, he, he used to come on and host um, host the podcast with me. <laughs> it's funny. We got to Resurrection. I wanted to go home. We made me stay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, you you are forced to say and watch it. But did you have a slightly better appreciation of Resurrection from seeing it on the big screen?
0: No, not then. I mean, I, I okay. think
1: I think I've mellowed to it a bit more
0: now because i can appreciate more stuff in it i enjoy but the the the,
1: the format Mm. made no difference to me at the time that is the first alien film i ever saw in the cinema back when it was first released
2: also in regards to the 4k just noticing a difference i've heard that when you get to ultra high definition resolutions like 4k and even now they're getting into 8k a bit distance to screen is really a factor in noticing differences so i'm wondering if like you were saying eric just you wouldn't really pick up on it on a projector but once home on a 4k tv given depending on the distance you are from your tv you will pick up yes it's
1: possible i i was sitting just three rows back on the screen so i would say i was you know relatively speaking fairly close to it more than most people in that world but um yeah it it just looked like an ordinary screening of alien but having said that it's nice to have a a cinema screening of an alien film where not just you and maybe a couple of other people but the, the place is packed with everyone um even though there weren't any jumps or anything it was just nice to see it with other people
2: yeah, yeah, and I think the Blu-ray releases—the releases—are going to be around Alien Day, are they not? Aaron? Yes,
0: I think it's just before Alien Day. I think.
2: And and there's a new steelbook. The artwork is interesting. I like the I like the steelbook artwork. I'm not so sure about the regular one, and even the steelbook on the back of the steelbook. I think you have like a. Photoshopped NECA alien figure and on the regular one it's uh <laughs> I think the sideshow a us. and I always think that's weird with the media releases when they mm. do like the photoshopped in collectibles. I'm yeah. Like... Or when they
0: or when they do the wrong aliens as well. I mean I remember when Yes. When they did the Steelbook releases just around when it Requiem was coming out, and you had the Predator Two cover with Wolf on it, you had the aliens yeah. <laughs> cover with um the A V P alien on it. Oh god, that one
1: it's always weird like that mm. you also have a lot of fan art that does that and you can always note it that like an artist does like ripley and newt and behind it they've got the avp queen or requiem yeah that, that cg promo art yeah and you can tell what they've used for references and you've gone oh was oh, a brilliant bit of artwork if only they used the right design
0: well, anyway, and I, I know we weren't going to talk much about that, but just thought we'd uh, get that in before we finish. Yeah. So, thank you, everybody, as always, for listening. Um, if you aren't already, you can follow us on our various social channels. We are on Twitter as at Avp Galaxy. We are on Instagram and Facebook as Alien Verse Predator Galaxy Verse as in VS. We're also on YouTube as Alien vs Predator Galaxy. We've got a T Public page as well, um, selling our low um, shirts and other products with uh, our various logos on and we should also have two new exclusive designs for avp galaxy at some point over the next month or so do you reckon red Up
2: something like that but yes they are in development
0: i'm really looking forward to seeing how they turn out so yeah there's load, loads going off sure to you know check out the homepage as well avpgalaxy.net and if you fancy some old school um forum message board based discussions you know sign up join in and if you would rather stick to facebooky style stuff uh, we do have a group as well which is uh, alien vs predator galaxy the facebook community uh, the page links to it or you can just search that title this has been corporal hicks
1: ridgetop xenomorphine
0: signing off